On this episode, we'll dive into what's been going on at the Walt Disney World Resort. Massive announcements from the Mouse House about the future of resort guest perks, of course, in the sunsetting of Disney's Magical Express and Extra Magic Hours. Plus, Mike and I will discuss what other temporary cuts might mean for Walt Disney World in the long term. All that and more, only on this edition of Resort Ears Radio. It's coming at you next. All right. Well, we're going to scrap the uh, the intro music. That, was, <laughs> that didn't really work out. Anyway, how are you, Mike? Hey, Greg. What's going on? Good to uh, <laughs> be doing a show with you. It's been about a year or well, a year between shows. Of course. Well, it'd be nothing less uh, here at the Resort Ears uh, Studios if we, <laughs> if we didn't spend at least a year between shows. <laughs> Well, we uh, we have um, we have this new thing with Podbean here. We're we're uh, attempting to have where we can now do live shows, so we can put them live on Resort Ears Twitter, um, and we can have anyone join us. Um, you can even call in and uh, ask a couple questions. Uh, it'll be uh, like a uh, real radio show, so to speak, and uh, of course, a real live one. Yep, and of course, afterwards, uh, everything will be posted to iTunes and <clears> such. Oh, you know, iTunes, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, I think we're hooked up to, whoever uses that still. Uh, some other stuff. Uh, there's uh, there's tons of things, right? We do have a YouTube channel, and I, Mike and I were talking about trying to get that reinvigorated. If any of you are interested, we may uh, start start posting some things to there as well and try to get that jazzed up a bit um who knows but anyway we're back it's been a long long time um we're back this uh episode is episode number 31 31 episodes if you can believe it and uh for those of you who may uh, be new to resort years uh we are a walt disney world focused podcast started by two uh best friends mike and i uh and we talk about Disney, Disney World stuff, news and happenings, rumors, thoughts, commentary we offer, um, talk about trips we've taken, trips we're planning, trips we we're on, all that good stuff. So um, so welcome. Good to have you. Uh, we're just two average guys. Uh, we live up here in Connecticut, but uh, we call it Florida North because we're always <laughs> thinking about Orlando and Florida and trying to get down there. So... Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My flight alert goes off for the seven oh one JetBlue to Orlando. We always take so. Ugh. Yeah, I go out my deck round. Uh, I think it's like seven thirty ish, right before coffee talk. Uh, and uh, the I can look up on my deck, and the plane is flying southbound. So, so uh, Mike referenced coffee talk. We actually, he and I both. Uh, <laughs> pretty much every morning now watch uh, the West 2 news out of Orlando. Uh, Technology is a great thing because we can watch the, the live news and uh, we become friends actually with, <laughs> with Eric Burris, their, one of their meteorologists who actually is a, is a big Disney nut himself. 
Um, and he has his, his he has a, a morning show on, uh, I guess, on YouTube or Facebook Live or whatever he does. Yeah, he, all does, he does all pl- platforms. Yeah, uh, yeah. You'll, you'll see him on Twitter. Um, we do a lot of retweets for him. Um, he does uh, Facebook Live. Uh, those are the only two he really does. Uh, yeah. But it's cool. But, um, he gets on there and talks about the weather and obviously in Central Florida. Um, but it's just kind of like a cool, cool little little thing and there's it's it kind of grown into its own community and so he does that every morning too which is sort of a nice sort of uh i wouldn't call it tradition but a <laughs> a ritual i guess of uh of uh you know to start the day off it's kind of nice so mike and i a lot of times will watch that uh separately um but uh but that's nice too so anyway that's us um been doing the show since what when did we start this 2014 i think yeah it's been roughly almost seven years uh seven years 31 shows and still can't get to 2000 followers even though we have tons of people that know who we are it's kind of funny twitter's our main uh our main stronghold i guess in the social media realm uh we do have a instagram account although we have nothing on it uh we do have a facebook account it was last updated in 2014 we do have a youtube page so uh but twitter we're at resort ears if uh if you uh if you go on twitter pretty active there um multiple times a day we're retweeting news and happenings and all the good stuff um and mike and i uh usually will get down to uh to uh, wdw uh once or twice a year each which is uh which is a nice which is nice but uh, obviously we'd like to be there more often than we uh, than we are but uh that's why uh we have others that are there all the time to uh to glob onto <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, uh, and retweet their news and uh and their in their stories um lots of stuff has happened since our last show and uh, mike we, we, we probably should just dive right into it yeah just Couple- Two quick points. Um, yeah. it's new. Uh, up at the top, Greg, do you see where it says like resort ears and it's it's streaming the 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 episode number and such? Yes. This is it says total live two, right? So obviously it's us two, but I don't know what the total thirteen is. So I don't know if thirteen is people that have kind of come and gone. Um, not sure. But yeah. If you're we're, we're testing out this new platform, uh, yeah. we use Podbean as our main. Uh, podcasting platform and they have a live feature a live cast which is recorded which we're trying out for the first time so bear with us as we yeah and if you're if you're in if you're in here please feel free to you know ask questions if you want to call in just uh you know put a little message down there saying yeah i just want to call in about whatever and what you're going to kind of be talking about so we're, we got a heads up um uh talking about going back to the youtube channel i know me and greg, greg was just talking about it um the biggest thing is trying to figure a way to record ourselves doing these podcasts um, and also other things. The biggest thing that we sometimes have uh, going against us is the fact that we aren't uh, always, you know, we aren't always in our land unless we're, we're down there for a vacation, um, which uh, one of us will talk about in a little while. It does have a vacation coming up very soon. So there will be some live footage. Hopefully we can get on YouTube at that point. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, if, it's just trying to find what else we can put on there other than shows. Yeah, no, definitely. 
Um, the shows are always good, but we got to figure that out. We got to get some cameras and kind of better setups for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've made some attempts at that, but haven't really gone full in. But um, well, the 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 iPhone I have the the new one, the 11 Pro, actually upgraded itself. It shoots in 4K and 60 frames per minute. So wow. it's actually like I'll have to send you a video I took, but it's like clear as day. So we we could actually if we were together one night doing a show or we had something to record, like if uh, um, I'm thinking just up here, you know, like if I go down to the landing, which is near me, reminds me of Bay Lake, like doing a live stream from there or uh, something. But the thing about it is because we're so Disney centric, we have to figure out how we tie that into Disney. Absolutely. Uh, But, uh, but yeah. Our last show, uh, like we said, was almost a year ago. So since then, it was it was before the pandemic. It was before everything closed down. Um, obviously, since then, the parks have fully reopened. You know, uh, Disney World, obviously, the, the four parks and the at least one water park, the Disney Springs, all that stuff is, is reopened. Uh, Disneyland is about to reopen, mm-hmm. literally, in, in a matter of days. Yeah. Uh, the other international parks are kind of uh, a mixed bag, if you will. I, I just I just saw actually today Tokyo, I guess, is having a, a really bad resurgence of things over there, and they're in a state of emergency. And apparently, if there's a there's a the park isn't closed yet, but there's a lot of stuff that's closing down. Like for example, in at Tokyo Disneyland, apparently alcohol sales have ceased. Apparently, I don't know how I don't know what the relation to alcohol and COVID is, but I don't know. Um, well, Japan's having a, a really um, a really tough time again. Um, like, they're having a pretty resurgence, and yeah, yeah. I think at this point, this summer, so in the next month or two, the Olympics are supposed to go off again. Or is that... No, that's 2022, I think. They moved it ahead one, one more year. Um Next summer or this summer? I forget which one it is, but I thought it was this summer. But then they were. I thought they, I've. I was hearing there were talk talks of it of another bump or a cancellation altogether or something because because I mean, of yeah because it's resurg you know the resurgence over there. It's hard to say because Disney doesn't have control over that park. The Japan government does, right? I believe they just like China, right? They have their own like governing body or something like that. Uh, no, they actually do in Tokyo, honestly. I, you're thinking of the Oriental Land Company, yeah, which, is, which is Hong Kong Disneyland. Well, so I, be- I, I believe I could be completely wrong. I'm not great on the international parks, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> but if that's but, like that's that's huge, that's like that's huge because I think did Sh- has Shanghai opened yet, or are they, is, there, is that still closed? Um, I can I feel check. like it's all been reopened. I, th- I, I know. Paris is not though, right? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Paris is still closed. In fact, I I almost know so because I I want to say I saw something recently on it. Um, so anyway, um, um at least stuff's so getting. I went. Well, hold on for that. I went there. to the Shanghai Disneyland website. Think I could find out if it's open or not, and everything's in Chinese. So I have no. <laughs> oh, translation. Hold on, wait. Translate to English. <laughs> oh, pretty good. Uh, 
Hold on. Chehang is implementing new booking regulations from August 24th, 2020 to April 25th, 2021. So this month. Um, Shanghai Disneyland Resort is currently in the reservation stage. All tourists, including users of Shanghai Disneyland annual card, infants under the age of three or 1.0 meters or less on the day of the park who do not need to buy tickets must submit each visitor's entry date and personal information. So they seem to be kind of doing what we're, we're doing here in Florida with yeah, the park pass reservations and all that garbage. Like they've opened it all. Right. Well, here in the in the states, and, and of course in Florida, the parts have reopened. However, many of the shops and eateries are, remain closed. I think at, at present time, there's only I want to say like seven resorts open. I, I don't I don't think it's it might be more than that. Maybe that's maybe I'm undercutting it. But a lot of the resorts are closed, uh, full like fully on just. Closed, closed. Right. Uh, a lot of the rest, a lot of the restaurants are closed across property everywhere. I, I saw a thing in the news uh, recently. I think this week, this week, they were though some of the. I want to say it was the Patina Restaurant Group restaurants, but don't quote me. But they the ones at Disney Springs, so like uh, um, Maria and Enzo's, um, Pizza Ponte, those you know that whole group of restaurants. We're offering uh, uh, sign like five hundred dollars signing bonuses for like wait staff and stuff, um, yep. which is unheard of. I mean, like for you know an hourly job, not nothing against that, but for wait staff, like that's that's you know crazy. So, um, so you know, point is, they're I think they're hurting for for labor, honestly, for people to come back to work. Um, at the parks, you know, given the pandemic, obviously still and everything else, but so, um, you know, good and bad, right? Like the, things are starting to reopen. Um, but, uh, Disney and, uh, and, and, and old, uh, Bob Chapek and their infinite, his infinite wisdom. Yep. As, uh, as Pete Warner from the Diz likes to call him Lex Luthor, which, <laughs> who, which is the best. Um, and, yeah. and if, if any of you guys watch, uh, WW News Tonight or any of the WWNT. Well, actually, it's mostly News Tonight. Tom Corliss rips on JPEG all the time, and they're they're pretty like equal opportunity offenders over there. They they they'll they'll destroy like lots of Disney people if if you know. Um, but it, all with good intentions. I I I think it's hilarious. Um, they have some they have some good bits on uh, <laughs> on JPEG, but um, that I just oh, they're the best. But uh. Anyway, um, made a bunch of entertainment cuts, which have sucked, frankly. Uh, Yeehaw, Bob Jackson, gone. That hurt. I mean, like, and the thing that killed me out of that one, too, obviously, so both Port Orleans, Riverside, which, and French Quarter, which, Mm -hmm. Brian, I know those are your favorite favorite resorts. Well, the French Quarter is the, the Port Orleans could sink in the middle of the swamp, for all I care. That... Oh, uh, 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 Riverside. Well, let's let's take a second here because I know we're eulogizing everything that we lost, which I wish we can get back. But uh, best thing about this new podcasting, I can move. Um, if I had to repair, like the best way to sum up the two resorts are a nice cozy island, being French Quarter, right? Never busy, and when it's busy, it's just still small enough where there's not a lot of people, 
compared to like the islands of Bahamas at the Port Orleans Riverside because it is just it, it's it's more massive than you think and there's just so many yeah. people all the time. Yeah. That's why the French Quarter honestly is huh. my favorite. It's it's uh I'm I, telling you I've never, down. I've never even been to either. I think those I think literally those are the two hotels I've never stepped foot at there. Old Key West, never been yeah. to. Yeah, no, I mean those three actually are the three I've never even. I think I've been at least been to every other resort on property, but, um, but I know they're big. I know, like same thing with the Caribbean Beach, right? It's very spread out, and it's you know. But anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah, Bob Jackson. They cut that entertainment, which sucked because it's like, and I think it, it and I mean knock on wood hopefully it was a temporary cut because they knew those resorts would not reopen perhaps at least right away after all this i don't know but they got rid of him of course the grand floridian orchestra over at the grand flow a staple of, that hurt. a staple of the of 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 all of walt disney world really i mean like why get rid of those guys like i it just you know they went through the, all of the bs of moving the moving their bandstand to redo Meisner's Lounge into Enchanted Rose, uh, which, I, okay, I've never been, I haven't, I haven't been to Enchanted Rose, okay, but everything I've seen of it, I'm like, eh, it's nice, but like, I liked Meisner's Lounge, I had a nice vibe, I, I enjoyed going there, like, having the orchestra right outside and, and overlooking the, the lobby, I don't know, man, it just sucks, so anyway, they're gone. There's been a bunch of other entertainment cuts. Of course, right before, um, I think, like, Yeah, Bob and the orchestra, they got rid of a ton of Streetmosphere characters at Hollywood Studios, which, I mean, writing was on the wall there. That was something they've been wanting to do for years. Let's be honest. Like, the more and more they've whittled down Hollywood Studios from what from what MGM's, Hollywood, you know, Disney MGM Studios was with Streets of America going away, to like that little miniature Grand Avenue, and and everything else like the that was there the days were numbered there right like so. Um, over were, I mean, over, I think that's it's it's all these little things that we are like totally eulogizing right now that make Disney. Yep. Like going to Disney World is like so great. It's its own bubble, and the thing about it is like as we talk more stories, like, cause it's, it's, we didn't say it in the beginning of the show, but it's a Saturday night special. So there's really no format to the show, but except for some, you know, the talking points, but you're going to see like, even as we get into other talking points, like all these little things that keep going away, I just don't think they're going to come back, you know? And like, even just taking the, the orchestra people at the whole orchestra um, ensemble, at the Grand Floridian, like when you walked into the Grand Floridian and they were playing, like they always had smiles on their face and it was just, it gave this like, Oh yeah. It gave this vibe that you just like, cannot, uh, you, you can't explain unless you go to the Grand Floridian. Like you just, yep. it, the thing Greg that really worries me is that all these little things, right. Made all these resorts, when you go to WDW, when you go to Disney World and you stay on property, like you want to be in that resort 
You want to be away from everything. Like that's your home for five days, 10 days, 20 days. Well, how long were you staying? Right. You want to be transported. And that was the whole point of all these resorts. Like in the French quarter, you're feeling like you're in a new Orleans side. Um, in old key West, it's so large. You really do feel like you're on different islands, each little housing section. You know what I mean? Yep. And all of a sudden you start taking away all these little things, right? You start taking away the quartet. You start taking away Yeehaw Bob. You start taking away Street McCare characters. You start taking away, um, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Moana, but, like, are they going to do it tastefully? Or are they just going to, like, ruin the way that everybody knew the Polynesian? I, you know what I mean? Like, well, the, they've, they've, they've released, I know, I, in the last couple weeks, I guess, or, uh, yeah, I think it's been less, we did, you know, some of the room render, the uh, room refurbishments and it's, it's, yeah, it's tasteful, but again, it's, I don't know. And that's a whole nother can of worms, but like, okay, you're, you're, you're now hedging your bets on, yeah. Redoing literally the first resort on property, like a piece of, of Tiki culture, a piece of, you know, Walt Disney world history uh an iconic piece of history that you're taking a bet on a one film quote-unquote franchise like to like do an overlay for your like what (laughs) i I don't know it just uh i hear you i hear it feels short-sighted to me but so there's you know let's keep moving i mean you know college program got cut obviously call all the college students got sent home you know, with the with the with the parts closing. I gotta pause you real, real, real quick on that one. When I was in college, right when we when we were we went to college together, when I was in the culinary program, I was supposed to go to Disney for my um, college program, or yeah, to go down there for culinary. And the only reason why I didn't get it was because at that point they didn't have a uh, a bakery, a, ba- a baking program. They just wanted like they just had a culinary program so people who were in the culinary track compared to where I was in the baking track. Now that broke my heart. Like I don't know if like uh like Do they have one now? Heart. Um what? Do they have one now, do you know? Or Yeah, they do. They take both culinary and bakery. So but I can only imagine what it was like if you got down there. Because the interview process is like pretty much the we had to go up, like, so Disney came to one place in New Hampshire. That's where we went to school. Um, they, we had to go out to, um, where the heck was it? We had to go out to Portsmouth because they just decided that was the place. That it was a hotel in Portsmouth that anybody from, like, UNH, uh, Southern New Hampshire, uh, St. Anselm's, all those places like that. And I think it's some of, like, Merrimack, some of those northern Massachusetts, that's where that they were going to conduct the interviews. So basically you did one interview with them there, like in person, and then you did another phone interview with them. Then you answered a questionnaire. And then, I mean, this is going back now to 2005, four four or five. So it's maybe a little different now. Um, But I can't, I can't imagine now that they they have that kind of, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for these, for these kids. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it sucks. And he, I'm I'm sure from Disney's point of view too, it wasn't great because you know obviously like you, you know go to any park after dark 
and it's a lot of college program students. You know what I mean? You know, well, ride, ride operators and, and the you know at any the quick service you know eateries and that kind of thing. So, well, that's the thing too, Greg. Like, if you were going on an internship to Disney, it's because you love Disney. You wanted to work there. You know, like on their spare times, they're not right. going to downtown Orlando. That, like literally their spare time, they're going because they get free admission to the park and everything like that and discounts on merchandise. Like they are going to the park on their yeah. days off. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they shoot over to Universal on their days off. You know what I mean? So you're getting people that are enthused by the parks. Um, and you know, sometimes, unfortunately, you know, they get a bad rap, they're college students or whatever. But to cut the program and, you know, nothing's really been reestablished, so to speak, right now for programs, it's, I think it's pretty, pretty. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that one is more of a, literally, it was a, it was a, you know, because of the pandemic, they had to do that. I mean, they, they couldn't have all these, you know, college kids sitting there with nothing to do. And of course, they weren't going to pay them all, right, to, for doing nothing when the parks were closed, but, which that made sense. But I'm surprised now they haven't at least come out with a plan of like, hey, yeah, you know, it's going to be, you know, college programs going to be back up and running by whatever uh, summer this year or the fall or whatever you know i don't know but so that got cut obviously uh epcot uh the cultural representatives over there which that one killed me that one i was like so you know if for those of you who don't know like epcot all the countries in world showcase right every every country's pavilion has cultural representatives from they're usually younger people uh you know like college age uh men and women from the host countries that come over here uh and and live uh usually in the college program housing but will live and work here or in in orlando at walt disney world um and then they go back to their country you know but it's 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 such a cool touch and i i've got a, a, um, a few experiences actually like even you know trips we've been down there um and meeting you know, um, this wasn't at Epcot, but uh, at Animal Kingdom Lodge at uh, Kanani Village, and we were there for lunch, and we were out, you know, on one of the the overlooks there, and looking at the savannah and stuff, and just talking with um, this cast member that I met, who was a culture representative from, he was like from Zimbabwe or something crazy like that. You know, it's just cool. It's like, when would you ever, you know, you don't normally meet people from from these faraway countries uh, all the time, right? And so I need to hear the passion these folks have and, like, from their perspective, um, how things are and, and what it's like. It's That's some of the magic that you've talked about before, Mike, that, you know, the more and more they make these cuts goes away. And that's something that, like, that in particular, that's, that's a, I know it's probably a small thing. What do you think about it? What other theme park in the freaking world would do that? Nobody. There's no other theme park that has people from other countries come work for them and live there temporarily and <sighs> represent their nation so that like tourists can can understand world culture in a different way, like from like a first hand point of view. I mean, that's insane. We think we, we really think about it. Like that's we have to look that up though, because nuts. I swear Bush Gardens did something like that. Oh, like, shit. You're, you're probably right. During like, yeah, I, um, I, I'm you're you're so right. I'm sure Bush Gardens had something like that. Like, uh, I don't think it was more culture. I mean, you know, they not not to Disney's extent, right? But I think um, 
like during Oktoberfest and stuff like that. They had, yeah, yeah, remember, yeah. Like down in like at, uh, at Williamsburg. My favorite is the one in Williamsburg. That's right. one of my favorite Bush Gardens. You go into the the uh, German Pavilion, the Bear House, to get you know your uh, Struten Struten waffle and your your you know your Wiener Schnitzel and 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 beer. Um, uh, there are German ambassadors that are walking around. Yeah, you can yeah. Tell definitely are with the accent from Germany, right? But anyway, so they cut that. Who knows if that'll come back? Hopefully it will. Hopefully they. And, and I really, I pray it does because I, I think that's such a cool thing for all the property, um, but especially for Epcot, right? And it's one of the last things, one of the last, um, that makes Epcot the you know and, and holds on to the Epcot Center ideals that they established for the place in 1982. Um, it, it, you know, so obviously a bunch of shows across property in all four parks, the parades, fireworks, all have ceased. Um, there is the cavalcade of characters that pops up during the day at random times at the kingdom. Um, there's uh, characters on boats at Animal Kingdom that float on the river there. <laughs> It's pretty much like pretty much like the, watching uh, like a pool float go by in your pool. It's like that's more there, entertaining, actually. There's uh, there's there's some musical acts and stuff. Uh, there's been more characters. I, I know there's been you know like Winnie the Pooh is like chasing uh, uh, butterflies with his net at Epcot and and yeah, uh, I mean they're they're trying. They're but trying I mean, some cool stuff. And I, I actually saw the other day Goofy and Pluto were out in front of Epcot, like over on the right there where they're. Usually it's like Pluto. It's usually Pluto um, signing autographs and stuff. But I saw, I saw that um, they had them over there, socially distanced. You could take pictures and stuff. But well, so they, yeah, also, they are doing like pop up fireworks too, like like randomly. But they're not. It's not like at like over the castle or anything like that. Like it'll be like just like they're testing something or. They shoot yeah. them off after the park's closed, and you can only see them from your hotel balconies and stuff like that, which in, in a way is kind of cool, but yeah, the yeah. fireworks shows are 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 the, the kiss goodnight, really, for everyone that goes to, to the parks. So I don't want to get off on a tangent with this because we have a ton more to talk about tonight, but listen, think about Austin this. Austin, a tangent? Come on now. I know. Think about this. And this is my... I've been thinking about this since they stopped doing fireworks. If the park is is capped at a certain capacity. Why couldn't you do fireworks if there was it's, if there was less people? Simple like, because because people. Um, I think no matter how they do it, uh, there's going to be people that are going to crowd around the castle because there's really yeah. no there's nowhere there's I mean True. you can stand in the other lands, but in yeah. front of the castles where you want to be because that's where all the they're not just going to do fireworks. They're going to do. The the projection, um, uh, yeah, the projection, the projection mapping. Yeah, but even if you took, you know, Greg, just think about it when you're standing there watching the the fireworks. Even if you took it down to a quarter of the people, or maybe even like three quarters of the people less, right? Yes, yeah, so exactly. My math is horrible. A quarter of people left. You'd still like you could just envision how busy that is. Like That's how a good point. Yeah. People. yeah, yeah, I know. You know? And, and the problem is, is like, and I came against it today, and I think this is 
kind of a, a resort years PSA too. Um, I went down to the to the river landing, which of course we're going to start covering a little bit more because it's you've been down there. It's really like, especially during the summer this time, it just kind of reminds me of Bay Lake, even though it's, yeah. a, it's a river. But where where the landing is, it's very circular. It's it's kind of cool. But so I went down there uh, with my uh, eight month old today, and um, I wasn't you know wearing a mask. There's nobody around, and all of a sudden this like sweet old couple come out of nowhere, and the first thing the guy says is, "Oh, I'm vaccinated," you know, and I was kind of like, "Okay, yeah, no problem." Um, you know, just, you know, kind of keep your distance a little bit. Like it, folks, if you have the vaccination, I got my second vaccination shot right now. So by the way, if you hear a thud, it's because I've just can't hold my body up anymore. I'm waiting for the effects to take, uh, take effect. I think it's gonna be like new year's. We'll have to have a countdown as they happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, folks, it, even if you're vaccinated, wear a mask, like, yeah, just yeah. because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you can't have it and spread it. No. Totally. So now going back to our story about the fireworks, Florida, you know, obviously Disney still has the masks, which I think are very good because you're going to have people from all over the country, right, um, coming down. So it, you just, it, it's just going to be so many people, and just I don't know, I don't have a. It, it's just it's going to be so massively congested, even with just. Four no, people good, left. Good yeah, no, it's a good oh. point. Um, so obviously, yeah, fireworks have ended. Uh, what else? Valley parking got cut. Also, that's bothered bo- bo- my mind because that that was a money maker. Yeah, I know. And Uncle, um, Uncle Pennybags Chapik, I. T- <laughs> well, see, and and then you know, I'm hearing reports too. A, a lot of people are having a lot of a, a tough time getting into resorts you know if you want to go grab a bite to eat go shopping use a minute you know use some of the amenities or just just kind of resort hop you kind of really can't right now aside from probably the you know the, the uh seven seas lagoon resorts via monorail uh or walking I, parking at these resorts i guess is really it's a real pain in, in the uh in the butt unless you have uh an adr which Good luck getting one of those for almost anywhere. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, it's a whole new world right now, and you know, it's um, it is. On one hand, it I'm is. like, on one hand, it's like you know, I'm glad stuff's back open, though, right? I mean, like we, it's that was uh, you know, and obviously not being there, uh, yeah. not being able to go. You know? But just, just like knowing, I don't know, it's weird, but like just knowing that like nothing was happening is kind of like a, a weird right. feeling, right? Like right. the whole place that every day never closes, no matter what, like rain or shine or whatever, like it, you can count, count on one hand the times it's actually closed, was closed for that long. Like it's nuts. But uh, glad it's reopening, glad things are getting at least a little bit back to normal. So, I, as Mike said, I, I'm actually going down next uh, in, in a week. Well, Greg, uh, let me... Before we get into before that, right? So let me yeah. let me preface let me preface this question to you, like a good radio co-host. Now we've read and talked about basically all the you know major cuts, and we can go on for hours, but we have a lot more to talk about, right? Now I know you're going down. I know I know it's different because you're staying off resort, right? So, but you're still going into the parks every day. You know, let me ask you a question. I mean, I know we're big Disney fans, so it's is it 
really worth it to go down right now until they start opening more stuff back up. Again, let's take us out of the equation because we love it. No matter if if there was just one ride open, we'd go. But let's 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 take yeah. us out of the equation. If you were, you know, just a regular person doing a trip to Disney with your family, would it be on the radar to go down now? Or no, no, exactly. you don't have to go. No way, no way. <laughs> My wife and I were like, the, the, I mean, like. I want to. I, I want to go like so. Bay. We go every May. Usually, we go in the we go in May, right? And then sometimes we go. You know, again, maybe in the fall. And I, I'm, it's killing me not to, not to. And I, I, you know, even just to be in Florida in general. So, um, here's the thing: if I, if we were staying on property, I don't know. I'd want to do it. it. We actually thought about it too, because, and you know, even staying at like probably the. You know, like all star or all star movies or or pop or something, um, which wouldn't be great. And and um, I don't think it's worth it, man. You know, with like with all the with all the cutbacks and it's it's the biggest thing is that the pricing hasn't changed. You know, nothing's changed. Like, and and it's not going to. If if anything else, it may, may go up, right? Like. I, that's the thing that's kind of crazy is is that you know nothing has changed in terms of price. How they can justify that right now? That's, yeah, that's it's nuts. Clock. It really is crazy when you think of all the extras that have been that have been cut out. So I don't know, man. It, I think, uh, and I know a lot of a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows have have talked about this, but like if the if the sort of quote unquote like bubble hasn't burst on Disney now, it ain't going to. And they're going to keep raising prices and charging for extra stuff and up charges left and right because they can. And it's a business. Like, uh, you know, it's nuts that people <laughs> still, and I mean, we love it, but but the average Joe uh, family, you know, still, go, still goes. And it might be their once in a lifetime trip and they save for it, but they still do it, you know. Um, you know, we, we, we always stay off property because um, we've done both. Uh, and the staying on property is great. It's expensive, right? Uh, um, uh, but we usually try to try to do both a little uh, a little here and there, you know. Um, but we, we'll, we usually stay off property at, a, at a, either a timeshare resort or... Um, so this trip we're doing... We're actually doing some beach time when we uh, first go down. We're doing... Uh, uh, staying at Melbourne Beach at uh, the Crown Plaza over there for a couple nights, and then we're going up to Cape Canaveral at the Holiday Inn Resort, which used to be the Ron John Cape Caribe Resort, uh, and staying there for a few nights. And then we're heading to Orlando and staying at Disney at Bonnet Creek at the Wyndham Bonnet Creek Resort, which is kind of like our home resort. We we always stay there. Yeah, uh, it's an awesome it's an awesome place, and it's literally like. I always call it the hidden gem of Disney World because you literally have to pass through like the Disney main gate on World Drive to get to it, mm-hmm. and you can see Epcot from your balcony. Like it's it's insane. Yeah, it's it's a and you pay a you, you know you pay a, a fraction of what you'd pay on yeah. property. I mean, it's really on it's it's you know it's split it's by the on property. Yeah, it's I mean, it's pretty much a split by the the center line in the road. Right. It's um, you know, <laughs> you don't have 
you know, the Disney cast and the magical, you know, stuff. And but it's, you know, what it what it lacks in pixie dust from that standpoint, he makes up for it. And it's a nice, it's a nice place, and it's, uh, you know, it's right there. And you're, you're, I mean, you're at any of the four parks in minute, literally in minutes. I mean, it's, it's awesome. So, yeah, you, um, it's an awesome resort. You guys say I love the pictures when you send it, uh, send it to me. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, <clears throat> we've got we got more to talk about. Um, we do. We're 30, 30, 38 minutes in already. <laughs> Is there have people what, people people listening to us? Wow, there we got some, some good listeners too. Um, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna like, do a quick Disney did. I guess. Mm. Go for it. I'm gonna do a, a quick Disney did you know, Mike? Mm. For for all our listeners, Disney did you know? Did you know that? 5.7 million gallon the 5.7 million gallon Caribbean Coral Reef Aquarium at the seas with Nemo and friends inside of Epcot is the sixth largest man-made ocean environment in the entire world. According to Disney, the aquarium is home to over 4,000 sea creatures from over 60 different species. The largest in the world is China's Chimelong Ocean Kingdom at 12.9 million gallons. Again, Disney's is only 5.7. At one time, it was wow. the largest in the world. But um, also, did you know that 11,324 individual triangles make up the exterior of Epcot's iconic geosphere spaceship Earth? Mm. And that is tonight's Disney Did You Know? A, two, a twofer. Question is, now you have to expand that research and tell me how many how many of those uh, closet push lights are on it now? <laughs> so, let me ask you a question, Greg. And I think, I think uh, our listeners, we like to always. Uh, is there music playing in your background? Well, yes, there I is. hear it. Can you put that up to the phone real quick? Uh, sure. It, it's fine. We're, we're again, we're still trying this all stuff out and we have such long podcasts that we're actually thinking that we may need to take like a minute break here or there just because we want to stay fresh. Oh, I can hear that. Nice. Okay. All right. Then we'll be right back, folks. Give us a few minutes and we'll be right back. You're listening to Zardier's radio episode 31. Thank you. 
You're listening to Resort Ears Radio. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Resort Ears, and our new YouTube channel. We'll give you the link soon. Stay tuned. Mike and Greg are just freshening up. More Resort Ears to come. And we're back. Mike, you all freshened up? I am. I am. And you know what, Greg? I think it's pretty good. Like, just keep an eye on, like I said, this is kind of a technical show, but just a Saturday night special. Just keep an eye on your texts because at some other point, you may need to break again. Um, I, I think I think that's the key to our shows. So we keep our minds fresh is we have so much to talk about every show that our, our show becomes two hours. And I think we just add a couple breaks in there. I think it's just warranted. <laughs> well, that is uh, that's very true. And tonight, uh, well, this is the the point in the show where we usually do our time and weather at Walt Disney World Resort from Lake Buena Vista, Florida. It's currently midnight, twelve a.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time, Sunday, April twenty fifth, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Yeah, wow. Holy crap. How did that happen? And in Lake Bonavista, it is clear currently. Clear sky, 79 degrees. Tomorrow's forecast, uh, sunny during the day. Chance of thunderstorms, though, in the morning from uh, 8 to 11. So if you're an early riser to get rope drop, you might get a little bit wet, but you should be good in the remainder of the day. It looks like a wonderful afternoon. And towards the evening hours in the 80s, it will be warm, 84 a high. Uh, but uh, sunset at 5.57 p.m., plenty of time for fun and, and leisure to be had in the cities of Lake Buena Vista and Bay Lake, Florida <laughs> at the Walt Disney World Resort. So That's right. that is the, the check-in of uh, your time and weather at uh, Walt Disney World. And now on to our main discussion topic. So let's start it off first and foremost, uh, and this is kind of a more of a uh, a more recent happening, this Disney Skyliner. Uh, another accident this week. It was on uh, Thursday night. Um, late Thursday, there was a, a report of... Uh, bumper two, cars. Two, yeah, bumper cars. Two of the cars crashing against each other at uh, the Disney's Hollywood Studios station. And uh, luckily, no one was injured. It didn't appear, at least. And, you know, there were some reports of that. So, But, you know... Obviously, uh, you know, another another accident, and this thing's only been up for, you know, two years, I guess. I don't even know if it's been fully two years yet, has it? Uh, close, probably. Um, if not, well, mm, 
Hold on, let me think. Because I went down. I went down. I went down like the second or first day of operation. Remember? Because I went down also for the, that. Oh, that's right. It it was that first day that Epcot Forever started. Yeah. So I would say. What was that? Uh, uh, late September, early October, two thousand nineteen. Mm. Yeah. Right. You can find that a lot quicker. Um, well, because I know. Yeah, September twenty ninth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that was uh, the we went once in uh, February, and then we went also that the October before that before our our uh, honeymoon. Right. Yeah. So um so yeah, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about Mike? I don't really have a, a real strong opinion on it. I mean whatever. It sucks there was an accident. I love the Skyliner. I think it's a great it's a great new transportation mode at Disney World and I I'll be honest with you, I, I when they announced it I was like, come on, this is what they're gonna do. Like Oh yeah, this, this is all the, this is all they can invest in. Yeah, but honestly, I think it's kind of cool. I I like it now. Um, it is. I haven't written it and seen like <clears throat> you know because I think I think I see the potential now for, and of course I think they do too. Right, it, expanding this beyond the the few you know obviously Art of Animation, Pop, yeah. uh, Caribbean Beach, Riviera, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot to you know I mean Disney Springs, the, those resorts over there connect those to some sort of central hub perhaps go over to the animal kingdom and the sort of west side of part property yeah and, uh, and they stay cool inside that was the biggest thing for big guys like big guys like us like i i was surprised it was like 85 out and we yeah were in this thing and once it got moving like it was it was nice yeah um and i like it i like it from the fact of uh adding sort of kinetics to the to the resort too, right? Yeah. Like it, it just adding movement, especially because yeah. it crosses, you know, it crosses um, uh, Buena Vista Drive. It crosses uh, a few of the like the, the canals, and yep. you know what I mean. It, it, it's kind of a nice additional piece of of movement happening. It complements uh, the buses. <laughs> yeah, it does, and I mean, I think it's good. It's you know. I think it's given it's given the buses probably a, a little bit of a an, of a of offload too, right? Yeah, yep. at least from those resorts, from Pop and Art of Animation, and and if you're riding it, make sure you try to to get on one right before the fireworks at Epcot, uh, going into Epcot from Caribbean Beach. Um, it is awesome. We caught it just by accident. We went. Uh, one of the nights we were going to go, Epcot was open until like 10, one of those late nights. Yeah. So we we were we spent the day at Hollywood Studios, and then we decided, like, screw it. It's one of our last nights. Like, let's just go spend an hour and get a couple of drinks and just walk around. I love just walking around World Showcase. So we took the uh, – we took a um, – <laughs> it was a little far-fetched because we had it. We basically went back to our resort first because it, it was like we were done at – Hollywood Studios around like five. We spent the whole day there, or no, sorry, about around seven. So what we ended up doing was going back to the French Quarter, like pretty much like changing. Got some some water, got a snack, got back on a bus, went to Hollywood Studios, and Hollywood Studios we connected over to 
Kirby and Beach. And then we were able to take the Skyliner uh, to, right, that one, yeah, that one goes to Epcot. I forget which one that everyone runs, but Caribbean Beach has over to Epcot. And as we were going over, it was like, by the time we were going over, there was like two of nine. And by the time we kind of got to where you could see Epcot perfectly, all the fireworks went off. Ugh. And it was, it was awesome, dude. Cause, sure, and you could yeah. look, you could look in the distance and you could see Magic Kingdom. It was like the one night that my wife was like, you're not streaming. Like, we're going to kind of make this a date night. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm happy we did because that was the last trip we took in late 2019. Now we have an eight month old. So we're not going to probably be seeing the parks unless we, you know, leave her at her grandparents at this point, uh, probably for, you know, a couple of years. And by then we'll probably have another kid. So right. that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's great. I the one that I love to do too, and we did this. My son and I actually did this. Uh, we, him and I just had like a little dad son time, and we got 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 uh got out, went over to to uh, pop, um, did some shopping at everything pop, grabbed a couple sodas, got on the Skyliner, took it over to uh, to yeah to you know the the station there, Caribbean Beach. Went to Riviera, kind of explored that a little bit. Got back on it, rode it to back to the station, then went over to Hollywood Studios. Got off there, and then we rode one of the friendship boats actually back from Hollywood Studios to Crescent Lake. Um, got off at um, uh, Boardwalk, and then walked over to Epcot. And the, the International Gateway, and then uh, got back on the, you know, we actually went into the gift shop there, and then went back out, got on the Skyliner, went back to, back to Pop. So, that was a fun, because, it, you know, you, you get to you get to do the Skyliner, plus some, uh, some boat time. It's a nice, relaxing little trip there, that you can kind of make. And it's a nice little, little afternoon. I think that's a show we should do in the near future, kind of like, um, like a show of things other than the park that you can do. I like that. I think that's it's a great, great idea. My favorite thing. So anyway, that was Skyliner. Had another accident. Luckily, no one was hurt. Well, hold on. Um, let me, let, you hopefully... asked my opinion on it, and then you just we went on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Real quick. Uh, this is the second accident it's had in less than well, yeah, less than two years. And again, it all stemmed from the handicapped or the um, ADA, I'll call them the ADA uh, gondolas, right? So that really needs to be worked out. Um, basically what's happening is they're coming in fast, as we know. Uh, and then what happens is that on a sidetrack, there's the gondolas that um, anybody or handicapped accessible ADA gondolas are on the side. So when you get somebody, they don't stop the ride. They, they can't. They basically in they basically load it and then insert it into the ride. It's real weird. I saw it. I saw how they yeah, did it. Yeah, I know. I know what it's you mean. It's really yeah. weird. But they insert it and it kind of like inserts itself. And the problem is, is if it's it, it's so set like it was like a sentence, you know, a second late is when you get these accidents. Yeah. So the timing's off is what it is. Um, so I'm hoping. That uh, Imagineering gets on this, maybe they call, you know, 
the people the uh, <laughs> the people well, from I, uh, the Swiss Matterhorn to uh, where these well, things. Well, literally, uh, Doppelmeyer, I believe, is the manufacturer of mm -hmm. those thing, of these things. Yeah. And I remember after that first accident, um, and then the other the other, you know, of course, in the beginning too. You remember when the those gondolas got stuck over um, over uh, the? Well, I guess it's a. I wouldn't call it canal, but I get well over over uh, Crescent Lake going into World Showcase Lagoon. That little like strip strip structure of water there, that International Gateway. You know that. Remember that there was. I remember there was a, like a couple people that were in a gondola and stuck for hours. And they had to, like zip line down. Remember that thing? Remember that? Like it was like, early on when it first opened, and there was all I those do. people that that got stuck I, for like hours. That actually had to do with that first crash. Oh, it was the it same thing. The whole line. Oh, you're right. Yeah. What am I thinking? And that's yeah, when yeah, yeah. people were taking pictures of like the emergency piss cups and like bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the defecation bags. People <laughs> were like breaking glasses. It, you know, obviously you're 50 feet up in the air and you're breaking glass. Yeah. Because you're freaking out. And I understand you freak out. Obviously, it's a scary moment, but you know, I can't imagine glass. But well, you you know something's going to have trouble when Reedy Creek Fire Department asked Disney, we need more money for more men and more specific materials, specific trucks, um, equipment, excuse me, to be able to, and training to be able to get yeah. everyone down safely from the Skyliners in a relatively short time. And I still think they're still trying to <laughs> fight the fight. So to speak, yeah. that they need a little more money for stuff. And to be honest with you, if I was Disney, I would not even think twice about giving that money to them because now this is the second time that people were probably stranded, freaking out, because they had to stop it. Uh, excuse me, real quick. I'm just pouring a drink. Um, they had to stop it because of an accident due to mistiming or misalignment of uh, the ADA car. Yeah. I wonder, I got to wonder if. Um... And I'm sure it is like probably, well, obviously the economy, uh, but you know, in terms of holding Disney back from, from, from really going ahead and expanding the thing, it is probably some of the safety stuff in terms and not that it's unsafe. And I don't think it is. And I think this is probably a fluke and you're probably right. It's probably based on those ADA cars getting into the, the accessible cars that are getting into the, uh, the flow of the other, other cabins or cars, whatever you want to call them. I think with um, the sophistication of this ride and how high it is up over the ground and the mm -hmm. possible disasters that could happen with this, I think we've gone from, oops, this was a oversight accident to now, uh, this is a problem, <laughs> you know? And I just yeah. don't think they, I, I don't know. I'll be interested how they, they address it because it seemed like they brushed this one underneath the rug. And yeah, cut a whole bunch of other stuff instead. <laughs> I, I agree. So that's the Skyliner. Um, let's come on to one of our bigger topics here. Um, as as everyone knows, Disney's Magical Express will be going away now in 2022, uh, or as of 2022. So say goodbye to Magical Express if you if those of you who loved it, loved using it, and have fond memories of taking your family on vacations to Walt Disney World, riding that bus. From Orlando International Airport to Walt Disney World Resort, 
you will no longer be able to do so come 2022. Disney has uh, has made uh, everyone aware. Um, Mears, uh, who is the company that actually runs the charter service for Disney and Disney Magical Express, has uh, has come out and said, "Okay, uh, well, if we're not going to do this, and 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 uh, you're going to choose to not re up our our deal together, we're going to create our own service." And they've said they're creating what's called Mears Connect, which will be a, a service from MCO to property. Uh, no details in terms of which resorts they're stopping at, how they're going to do it, if luggage will be magically with ski resorts somehow. Like the, the, it literally, the the re, the um, uh, their website for it literally just says that they'll be going to from MCO to Disney area hotels and resorts. It does not list which ones or where. So thought that was interesting, but uh, but yeah. So, I think this was a huge, huge mistake uh, on Disney's part. In my mind, um, and again, I stay off property most of the time, but we have, when we've stayed on property, we have have taken Magical Express, and like I know you take it frequently. Yeah. Um, or so, I guess solely, right? Um, yeah. I do, I do <sighs> like renting a car only because we have three kids and all sorts of car seats and garbage and junk, and it... Uh, it's just easier, right? And we still have property a lot of times too. So, but um, the convenience magical express, the idea that you can, they send you the bag tags ahead of time. You check your luggage in at your home airport and you don't see it again until you arrive in Florida at your hotel is, is awesome. It's that's magical to me. And yeah. I think that's part of the ease and the, and the hospitality and whatever that they're throwing out the window to save a buck. And I just, I can't believe they're, they're not doing it. I really can't like, you know, and I even, even, um, and I think they were surprised too at the response to that of, of how many people were upset about it. Uh, that's, that shows the lack of, knowing what's going on at the top of the chain. Yeah. The tone, the tone deafness of um, Bob Chapek and, you know, and the, the merry old men. I think the, the worst part about this is like, I mean, y- you listen to us, you listen to uh, any other of the, you know, I call them the old timer, the actually anybody else on Twitter, like it, no inside information has been leaked or given as the actual reason why yet. It's all speculation and something that is this big, you know, for them to maybe not think, excuse me, that they need to give an, you know, give a reason is beyond me. Like what they're, you know? Yeah. And then of course they announced that with also, hell, by the way, we're cutting extra magic hours right, uh, for, for hotel, you know, resort guests. So Um, we need to kind of, sorry about that. (laughs) We need to kind of, we need to kind of break down the magical express because there's so much and it'll lead into our next story, which is even bigger because I can actually talk about it. Greg may have to be at the interviewee. Um, but we, we have to almost break this story down because it's so much like let's like the effect right now, yeah. no matter what, like even just for us, like we, we both use it, right? I pretty much solely use it. And, uh, up until they can't, they're going to cancel this. Like my my wife was shocked, 
Um, because, you know, once, you know, be it a newborn or, you know, a baby <laughs> with a toddler, by the time we're ready to take my daughter, my eight month daughter. And, you know, if we have another kid, like pretty much the, we don't want to deal with a car. It's going to be, we want to get on the magical express with our stuff. Yeah. We want to get to the hotel room. Don't have to worry about any of the luggage. It's going to be delivered to us. Right. Then we just want to use the bus service to get to the resort and back, especially if I have a kid that's dead asleep because you just <laughs> roll them right on with a stroller. Um, it, you know what I mean? Like, and then at the, the, at, and here's the, the thing, end of the too. trip. Same yeah, thing. We just want to reverse it. Oh, it's and it's it's convenient. You don't have to deal with the airport parking and then we're bringing the car back and the whole right. You know, all this filling up gas and traffic and and all this stuff. Now you do have to leave, obviously, insanely early sometimes because yeah. So yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like <laughs> that's probably the one thing I hated about it was. There's a reason why it's really called the Tragical Express. It's not just because you're leaving the resort. It's because you're going to have to deal with luggage, like, when you get off the bus. But they pretty much make you leave three hours before a flight. So, like, for example, when we were going to fly to Miami, then to, to when we went on our honeymoon from Orlando, Miami to Barbados, um, the Orlando flight was, like, five in the morning or something like that. Pretty muchly, they wanted us on that bus stop around like one forty-five, two a.m. Like <laughs> crazy hours, and I think that's just because I just didn't want to deal with complaints of missing flights. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, dude, yeah. I yeah, and I I get I get it, man. I but here's the thing, like with all you just said, right? Yep. If Disney, if Disney World came and said, "Mr. O'Brien, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, well, we still are gonna have uh, have the service. However, it's going to cost you, I don't know, I don't know, fifty dollars per person. You probably would still do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, well, think about this though. We are paying for that. That's part of our yeah. resort fee. Absolutely, but and but now but still, here comes the question. But still, you're paying for it, and it doesn't exist. <laughs> so that's what I mean. So the why not? Is, why not just? Why not just Disney call a spade a spade and be like, you know what? Let's we're going to just make this an upcharge. I mean, they might as well. People would still, and I'm surprised they haven't played around with that. And I, I guarantee there's some in one of the surveys, you know, recently from Disney Research, there probably was some sort of question around. You know, would you be willing to pay for a service like this? And obviously, I mean, they learned to use with the minivans, right? That they people, yeah, people are. You know, those are just as freaking expensive as taking a Lyft or an Uber. Don't don't let them fool. You. It's more. It's more expensive. It's more expensive. Yeah. Is so, it? I I, I want to say. Don't quote me. I, I I think it's. Isn't it like fifteen dollars flat rate? And then and then plus whatever it is per mile or something. Uh yeah, something or like per that. Time, yeah, yeah I guess something crazy time. So. Yeah. I know it's like two hundred bucks to get like two MCO either way, plus tip. Yeah, yeah. I think. It's I like- mean, but now, now that Magic Express is being taken out of the equation, right? Um, now 
with this. Well, two things. I'll, I'll preface this with two things we can talk about. One, uh, a lot of like, prefacing tonight. Uh, yeah, but it, it works out good. <laughs> well, these stories are so jam packed. Mm-hmm. So, one with the mayor's side, obviously, we don't know if they're going to run to resorts. Disney has complete control over that. And if this is a bidding war or something like that, mayors wanted more money, Disney wanted less. Don't think Disney's going to let them on property. They may only be able to like drop off at specific, like, sites or right exactly yeah <laughs> they may they may tell you they may like take the very back of magic where the old racetrack was and put up a bunch of tents and say oh this is where the drop off drop off from mares is and then you know take your take your luggage like a you know a third rate citizen on the titanic and get on the buses yeah you know no, dude I mean, you're you're 100 right i that would suck but you know I, or, or are they gonna you know are they gonna drop you off at at downtown disney with all your freaking luggage and tell you get on a bus you know what i mean it's disney, uh, disney springs would just be become a, a nightmare um, it would be and think about this the other thing too to think about is once it's gone magical express in 22 it's gone don't think for a second that the lifts and the ubers are not going to raise their prices they're the only game in town oh yeah and one thing we forgot to mention too was minivans. Actually, obviously, those went away. Right now, Disney hasn't said that there's any plans to bring them back. I, I, I'm assuming they are, but they haven't announced anything, which is weird. I mean, they invested a lot of money in those. There's a whole fleet of them. There's a ton of them, and um, I think it's going to be, you know. Post uh, post this, gonna be, yeah. Whatever. This well, do you remember they had those stories where like people were saying that they saw all these minivans being taken away in a flatbed yeah. truck to be sold back to Chevy or something like that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that too. And some there was some story like somebody saw a bunch of like a dealership for sale yeah. or something. Yeah, they're probably just getting service or something like that. That story disappeared faster than the Skyliner accident. Yep. <laughs> so. I don't know. I hate. I hate the whole thing. I'm. I'm. It, it's surprising that they're. Uh, this is. This is. You know. And whether it was. And like. I don't know if it was something between Mears or. In them and maybe Mears wanted more money and Disney said no or, who the hell knows, right? But yeah. So. Um, it's 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 kind of crazy. Well, the, the, uh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> well, think about this too. Like international people haven't come back yet either. They all, all they do is just stay on site. It's a great point. Yeah. They use that bus. Like when they come back, I know like a lot of like the dis boards and other boards we look at, people are up in arms. Like, you know, people from like England and just around the world are kind of up in arms because that is, I mean, they're traveling, you know, eight 10 hours on a plane overnight they get to mco you know it's always great walking through mco right and they got well they're gonna have a ton of luggage now to bring through the airport but you know there are things that was seamless it was just seamless like you were going to disney you were going to disney stay in that bubble and you gotta remember that that these people that come over are staying some stay for a month oh yeah you know or they stay for like three weeks yep 
No, absolutely. So we'll see what happens. But so that's Magical Express. We got more coming at you too. Um, we've got more to this story um, that we're going to talk about next before we wrap up for the night. But um, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with you. Listen to Resort Years Radio with uh, Greg Mike, and uh, we'll be back after just a few minutes. You're listening to Resort Ears Radio. The boys will be back soon. They're just in the bathroom. You don't want to be there. Well, Resort Ears coming up. Stay tuned.
Hold on to your hats. Resort Ears Radio is about to return. And we're back. Greg Davis, Winkle Brian, joining you yet again for uh, Resort Ears Radio. Episode 31. The fourth quarter is here. Going to wrap this one up in, in just a bit, but but before we do, um, we were just talking a little bit about um, some of the cuts, obviously, that have taken place since the you know, pandemic closures. Magical Express, obviously. Uh, extra Magic Hours being cut. Uh, fast Pass going away. You know, all, the, all of these things, right? But... When it comes to Magical Express in particular, I know we spent a lot of time on that, but, uh, you know, Disney does have, we believe, what they, what, what we believe they think is going to be their silver lining coming in the future. And that might be as soon as 2024, five, six, who knows? And that, of course, is the Brightline train service from MCO, Orlando International Airport, to Walt Disney World Resort property. And of course, this uh, this train line, Brit line, was sort of a test. It was the first uh, inner city high speed rail line with new rail, I believe, right, Mike? In a hundred years in America, or something crazy like that. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a first in Florida. They can do. They, I think they do work for like 80, 80 85, and, which is actually yeah. normal speed for most of Amtrak on. Northeast corridor. Actually, it's lower than mostly yeah. speed on the Northeast corridor up here. But uh, and right, right yeah. now the 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 Brightline train service goes from Miami, stops in West Palm Beach. There's a station. I think Lauderdale goes, too. For Lauderdale, yeah, right. Yeah, there's three stops. Two yeah. Cities. But, I know they want to add Aventura and uh, I forget what the one above that is. Right, but the plan is to then have that expand all the way up to. MCO basically, and so you could take and and you know you can you could fly an MCO. You could take the train down to the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. I don't know why you wouldn't just fly there, but um, <laughs> and then of course going west, they want to have a train, and I think this is really the root of it, right? They want to have train service. You can f- get to the airport, get on the a- the the APM, the people mover, right? Go over to the main terminal. Get on the other APM that takes you out to the train station. Get on the train, the Brightline train at the train station, and we'll whisk you away to Walt Disney World. Now, in future plans, then they're then uh, hoping that they'll go from Disney all the way to Tampa. Um, but the, we all know. I think the real the real crux of this is they want train, and I think they've been wanting it for a long time, right? And Magical Express was sort of a was a precursor to this, but they want a direct connection from the airport to property so that no one can go anywhere else, so that people are, are within the Disney bubble, so that they stay there. They don't go to Universal. They don't go to SeaWorld. They don't go to Busch Gardens. They don't go to Gatorland. You know, they don't go anywhere else. The only problem is, and Mike, we're going to get into this, <laughs> is there's no rail. There's no existing rail that's going to bring them there. So it's all going to have to be brand new. And it, for those of you who don't know, Mike is uh, 
a railroad professional in, at his day job. So uh. you can shine some light uh, on to uh, Brightline and the whole thing. But where do you see, you know, starting starting off, where do you see the biggest uh, potential and also the biggest failure coming uh, when it comes to Brightline and connecting MCO to Disney? Well, those are two big questions. And then just to say, and I don't mind saying it, I'm a conductor for uh, our, our uh, a national passenger rail. Uh, just look that up and you'll find out what company I work or what work for starts with an A and ends with a, with a K. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> AK national railroad. Yes. <laughs> the B and O, um, pretty much the, uh, you could find this rail service starting in Sanford, Florida. Anyways, anyhow, um, what was the question again, Greg? I'm sorry. I got sidetracked there. I, no, those are two loaded what, questions. What do you think? I, I guess pros, basically pros and cons to this whole thing. And, and, and there's lots of pitfalls. I mean, and you and I have talked about this a lot, not on a podcast, but just, yeah. you know, screwing well, around. I could, I, I could say that, that, Oh, go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. No, 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 please. I could say that the West Palm beach to MCO will come before the West to Disney to Tampa. Um, they are paving their way all the way up. Uh, they started that years ago. Um, I would not be surprised to see them start heading up to like Melbourne space coast and then over. That's what, that's what they want to do because even if they, they only get to MCO. Now they have the whole basically lower East half of Florida covered and right. They're going to cut right from MCO basically straight over to, to Canaveral, right? Poor Canaveral basically. And then they are just going to just follow the coast down, you know, Mar- and I mean, you know, <clears throat> like Melbourne would be cru- like, a- once the, once cruising gets restarted too, that could be a huge boon for them. You think about that. You Absolutely. fly to MCO anyway, you dr- and you have to, you know, get on that bus out to the, out to Port Canaveral or rent a car. Now, you take a train and you're there. That could be kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, I mean, if you think about it, like thinking about it, because basically, obviously from, you know, Miami to Orlando, it's probably like a six hour train ride. Right. So at the most, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the most, pretty much like Melbourne, uh, Melbourne would probably be like a crew change off. That's why the, that's, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a city bigger city on the, on the, the, I call it the edge of the space coast. Right. Um, well, it's so, right between space and, and the treasure, the, yep. where the treasure coast starts. Yeah. Right. So that would probably be like a good crew. I mean, the thing about that is they knew they were going to go up that way. Like, that's why if you like, look at, even if you look at maps on Google maps, you will see that they, they basically have made bridges. They've made right aways. And if you don't know what a right away is, basically a right away is where the rail bed sits on. Um, it's, it's you know enough for two tracks, three tracks. It's basically, it's basically a road, hence railroad. I know it sounds stupid, but a right of way is basically, uh, they get they they grade it down like a road, and they put the rail on top of it, and then they put the ballast underneath the rail. I know it's just stupid. Some people just don't know what a road or right of way is, but um, that probably that expansion I think will come before we go from MCO to Disney. 
boy, this is a load of question, Greg. We're going to break it down. Do you have a, I, that's what we were talking about this about trying to break it to like questions <laughs> that like, I, I know, trust me. I know. Um, 2026 is the slated right now as of April 25th, 2021 at 1239 AM. 2026 is the slated opening of that line. Doesn't give what's going to be opening, but that's the opening of going westbound. Right. Um, and there's a lot of work to be, your point is there's, there's a ton of work to be done until then. And I know, yeah, I, I remember I, even recently there's been news reports down there of, of um, you know, legislators getting involved locally and because here's what you're going to do. You're going to, again, monopolize the tourist traffic directly to Disney and bypass everything else in between to the extreme, right? Because, it, it, you know, um, you know, but rail is going to, they're going to go and they're talking about potentially having a station at Disney Springs, right? And that's like sort of where the, the quote unquote Disney stop would be, right? Yes, somewhere in Disney Springs, and then it would base it basically it would cross I four somewhere onto right. like Hotel Boulevard, and then probably have to go south and cross a Hotel Boulevard and I four again to get to Clear Land, or run on one side of the highway or in the middle. Um, they don't have any. They probably had surveys done, but it takes. I mean, the problem that they're going to run into is that they have potential paths. Right. And these potential paths, uh, I was just looking before that. So there's two, there's like two routes they can take. Right. And it's anywhere between 1.3 and $2.1 billion to do. Right. So like, I understand because we're Disney fans, we're trying to tie them with Brightline, but in a railroad sense, like, yeah, Disney would give them business. But railroads don't make money. You know what I mean? Rail- no railroad ever. No. It's just, it's transportation. I mean, I make yeah. money for a conductor. But I think that, um, okay, they're good leaving MCO going west, right? They're kind of making their own track. At some point, they're going to have to hit freight trains. So either they're going to put a diamond in somewhere to cross over or they pretty much are going to have to go on freight train track. If you don't, so real quick, if you're running on freight track or track that's owned by another railroad, they are going to prioritize themselves. So let's just say that track is owned by, I'm just announced I don't know who owns it, but let's say that track is owned by CSX, right? So let's say you got a bright line, leaves at 3 p.m. It should only really take a half hour to get to Disney or less. I doubt they're going to be able to do full speed. I'll get to that in a minute. They come on MCO. There's going to be a light. There's going to be a, a section of light. They'll tell approach me, approach slow, and then a clear to go, right? It doesn't matter. We don't have to get into that. That's a different, different subject. I need I need video slides to teach everybody. But pretty much there's going to be a signal before they get on. So, oh, we just got on after a long flight, 3 o'clock, we'll be by 3.30. Here we go. Bright line pulls out. They do a quick brake chest. Everything's good. They can get that signal, and they're going to stop. And the reason they're going to stop, and even if they have to just cross that, 
onto another track they make on the other side, or they have to just do not even a, you know, not even an arm's length of track. They have to stop, get permission to cross from that railroad. And if that railroad has a freight that's coming down, even if it's a half hour, that's a bad, bad example. If it's 10 minutes away, right? They are going to hold that bright line until their freight train goes through. So you think, oh, 10 minutes isn't bad. Well, okay, that's 10 minutes until the engine gets to, to that point. Those freight trains can go on for a mile, 17, 800 axles, which means you could be sitting there for an, another 15, 20 minutes waiting for this thing to go by. And if there's a southbound or a northbound one coming, well, guess what? You're waiting for that one too. Even if you just have to go an arm's length. We deal with that up when we go to Springfield up here in New England. We literally have to cross uh, two feet of CSX track uh, to get onto uh, one owned by Amtrak. I mean, by a a AK, AK rail, right? We ha we've, we've been stuck there for a half hour waiting for a train to come through. So that's something they're going to have to, and, and trust me, uh, I never said Amtrak has tried for years to get freight trains to work with each other. It just doesn't work. It's their rail and that's how it is. And Hey, we all, they all do the same thing. Um, then yep. they're going to, at some point cross bright line, it's going to be the same thing. Or if they make their own rail, now you're going to be cutting through people's neighborhoods because it's a very populated place. Oh, so now you're going to, you know, everybody, everybody wants a railroad, but they don't want it in their backyard. And it's not like, if you think about it, if the railroad was there before the house, you got no grounds to stand on. The railroad was there. You knew it. You can, you know, excuse right. me, bitch and complain all you want. But now you're going to be putting a railroad in. So, yeah, 2026 sounds great. That's if nobody complains and tries to sue Which them. I think is already happening. I think, I think that, that's <laughs> Honestly, like, and, because there's two, there, there's two paths, right? The, like you said, the first path and the clear, the easiest path and the path that probably Disney prefers is go to, from MCO and look at look it up on Google Maps, guys, because if you do, you'll see the station, which is under construction right now. It is actually like a lot further along than it is in Google Maps, but you'll see it. There's a little stub of a line also coming out of it, but what they want to do is have it come out of out of the station at, at MCO, and then basically go through like Hunter's Creek area of Orlando, through an area where there's there's really there, there's a large section of area that's that's wooded, probably swampy wetlands area, and then have it go directly like like you said, Mike, cross I four, onto Hotel Plaza Boulevard, basically. Right into, and there's been reports of somewhere around the orange garage, right? Yeah, where it would term it would, the terminus would be. Um, the other path, the path that the rest of the tourism community probably wants, is following. Um, I think it's 528 from MCO. So you'd come out of MCO, it would then go back north and follow the highway out to. Basically, the international drive, and yeah. and connect to probably have a stop at at the Orange County Convention Center. So all your convention traffic, I mean, it'd be kind of sweet for honestly for conventions that that would make a ton of sense because you could have one stop, 
Um, maybe, you know, that also feeds into Universal somehow. You know, even if it's like a, a huge terminus where Universal then has just like direct buses to to their main property and Epic Universe or who, you know whatever, uh, Sea World as well. I mean, I'm sure they would love that. Then you right. have it go follow I four south to Disney. So the problem with that though is, and from from Disney's standpoint, right, is now you have the other players involved. So it takes away from the the whole idea of getting them property sort of quote unquote trapping them there <laughs> and making sure that they spend all their their superfluous money at Walt Disney World, right? So who knows what they'll do? I mean that they, they okay. you know. Yeah. But you have to so again, uh <laughs> if if Disney is supposed to be a terminus I can tell you there's no way in hell Brightline's paying for anything to do with that station. I, they're not. Because if Disney's going to say, this is, we want this to be a terminus, right? So here's what has to happen at terminus, okay? You, you have to have a bigger station to be able to hold more than one train, right? You have to have a switch track. You have to have a track off the side to get one train out of the station while another one comes in or leaves, that kind of thing. And we're not talking like this is just like a um, a commuter service like that goes from, say, Boston to some suburb or Orlando that would run to like Winter Park, you know, like like Bright Rail, right? Or sorry, <laughs> Bright Rail. Um, Sun Rail, sorry. So oh, right. it, it ends out in like freaking Wedgemere or wherever that word, Windermere where it ends. There's a yard out there or there's a yard halfway through. Mike, you there? Mike, I think I lost you, buddy. Folks, I think we lost Mike. For infrastructure? Oh, you're there still. We, you cut out, buddy. He, I, I know. Yeah. I'm here. I'm gone? Yeah. Oh, no. The last thing you said was uh, the terminus ends in Windermere. Oh, I'm sorry. So, like, if the if the terminus ends in Windermere, right? There's going to be a yard halfway before that, or there's going to be multiple tracks at the end of the terminus to get trains serviced. Right. If Disney says, okay, because Brightline wants to get to Tampa, that's a good right? point. Yeah, they want to get point. to they Tampa. Haven't talked about they, any of that, right? Like, where, they, where, they need to get to Tampa. Trains? Yeah. So if they, but that's not going to be twenty twenty six though. I mean, that's okay. going to be twenty thirty probably at the latest, right. or earliest. If they want to diverge to off the main line that they're going to build to Disney, Brightline's going to tell Disney we need money to build this. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. Because um, even even <laughs> and I don't I don't know much about the the station they're building at MCL to be honest. I mean, yeah. I but I can't imagine there's any like yard there for repair and stuff right uh i don't know there might be it doesn't look like it from the area it looks like it's just like a station like i I mean it's huge but there might be one outside outside the you know past the runway when it's cutting across there's a lot of dead swamp out that way Um, i was gonna say yeah there's there's more land out there you know for them to do stuff with 
And of so course, they, they don't run it all. So yeah. yeah, the easiest way that they wanted to run at Brightline was a quick connection to freight, a quick connection to Sunrail. Deal what they have to deal right. with there. And then straight right. to I four and just follow I four either in the middle of the highway or off to one side. That was it. It was it was a straight shot, and that way the train can go 80, 90 miles an hour, whatever it can do. You know what I Which, mean? Yeah, right. You reduce the reduce turns, right? And yeah, you know the thing with Florida and, and you and I talk about this a lot too is like, and and getting back to the whole cutting through neighborhoods and backyards and things is you can't. You can't bury the thing. You can't go underground because it's Florida. The water yep. table is too table, high. Yep. What are you going to do? Elevate it? You know, <laughs> you're going to have to because f- no offense to all our, all our Florida people. We call them resort areas family. All our Florida family down there. Um, but there's been way there's way too many too many accidents and fatalities of people either on the rail or cars not stopping. And if you're going to try to get across Hotel Boulevard or I-4 on grade level, it's going to be a nightmare. You might as well just post ambulances on the side. So there's only one way they can do it, and that's elevate it. And now, right. now you're going to have to worry about making a, basically a viaduct that's going to have to – in a bridge system that's got to run across, which they've done successfully so far building up from West Palm Beach. But you're talking – an extremely busy area. So that's already congested every single day, basically as it is, you know, so you don't exactly Greg. And the thing about it is, is, you know, we need to, we need to think about, so most likely at MCO, there's going to have to be a yard somewhere because it's too long of a ride from Miami all the way up. Right. Right. Or like Port Canaveral will be a yard. Because you're going to have to have crew switches. Now, Brightline doesn't have a union, which means they can probably get away with staffing <laughs> things. Uh, and so like Amtrak, owned, have, Mike, is it, Brightline's owned by like private equity, right? Is that is that the yeah? Is it, uh, is it some sort of like Virgin governmental? No, I believe no, no, no. He he was he was going to buy it or something, and that fell apart. Oh, because they were, uh, they're their they're, own company. Yeah, they were going to rename it, I believe. You know, they're, they're quite literally before. how how here in Connecticut, our Hartford line, our 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 C dots, we call them. Shoreline East is run by now. C dot has its own its own company, right? But the trains are run by well, the Shoreline East is run by Amtrak. But what they did is they subcontracted out to what's called Herzog, and they run. The uh, Hartford line, New Haven to Hartford oh, wow. line, okay. Basically, so there's oh. a governing body. Uh, Brightline will be won't be that. It'll be just its own railroad. The only right. thing about that is, um, you know, well, they still have to answer like the the like NTSB and stuff, right? Or uh, the, FRA, Federal Railroad. FRA, okay, yeah. And they, the the conductors have to learn all the rule books and stuff like that. The thing, yeah. the thing about that is that there's no union tied to it. And the biggest thing, like working for a union, is um, obviously you know good pay, but but work hours as far as like the work we do and stuff like that, uh, making sure that there's crew bases everywhere, yeah. you know, every three hours or something like that to keep the the crews fresh. Um, don't know how Brightline will do that. Um, it'll be interesting, but that rolls into 
another struggle that they're really going to have, which a lot of people haven't talked about, maybe just because they don't know the railroad. Um, us railroaders are a different breed of people. There's no doubt about it, how we do work. Um, I could tell you that there's no way on God's green earth that Brightline is going to be able to support Disney traffic just without having separate trains that either terminate in Disney or that are running every half hour or are like 32 cars long. Yeah. And the reasons are is most likely they're going to have to have a baggage car because there's no way in hell that as a conductor, you're going to have people with so much baggage, right? Right. You only see a quarter of people's baggage on magical express. Some people just have backpacks here. They're going to take all their luggage on the train. Everything has to be stowed above or in luggage racks. And I could tell you working for Amtrak, having 500 people on, on a summer day, summer weekend, it is, we'll have people's baggage two cars away because we have to FRA. We have to keep them. We have to keep our aisles free. You can't have yep. luggage in the seats. It's got to go up on top in a baggage. And you're only allowed one bag. So if we're overbagged, you know, we can, you know, there are little repercussions that can happen to that. The FRA, if they're on the trains, they, they don't, that's a, that's a rule violation. There's a whole bunch of rule mm-hmm. violations. So oh, well. if you're going to be, if they're going to be operating to Disney uh, and Tampa and they're coming from Miami or wherever, Right, pretty much what I'm saying is they need to have trains that are just starting at MCO to run to Tampa, but they're going to have to run in a high frequency. Right. They're going to have to run with a baggage car or two plus more cars. It's it, honestly, I don't think that this is going to alleviate this. I don't think this is going to help the loss of Magical Express whatsoever. I don't think this is going to even take a chunk out of the people that don't want to rent a car or car. I think that it's, I think it's a great work. Well, when it, when it comes out with Brightline, I just think that the amount of volume of people that are just going to that one place is going to, um, overwhelm the train and crews to, you know, to some sort of breaking point of, look, we need either run new trains, Disney, you need to buy us trains. If you want this to be a terminus, you know what I mean? You got to upgrade the station. I, I, um, I'm surprised that, and, and really quick guys, uh, I think we cut out for a second there. Sorry about that. When you were in the middle of your big thing, it cut out for a little bit, but but I think we're good. Uh, I think we're back now. Um, Again, I cut out. Jesus. Yeah. Um. Anyway, one of the one of the interesting things is that Disney won't have control, at least the way it's presented right now. Right? They won't have control like they do over Magical Express, even though you know they've subcontracted obviously for years to to run that for for years now. They control the, the look of the buses, the, what plays on the video, you know, I, I would imagine generally sort of like 
operationally some of the stuff, right? Right. With this, with Brightline, it'll be completely out of their hands, at least I think, right? I mean, unless they're going to do trains that are, and to your point, like, yeah, they're planning on going to Tampa. So, it, you know, are they going to do a, 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 a separate line that's just like stops at Disney World? It, and, or, you know, terminates there and then, you know, kind of like an out and back. It just goes just cut con- continuously to from MCO to property and back. Um, running a shuttle would be tough. Again, it's all about what route they're going to pick. Yeah. Running a shuttle over two freight lines, well, one freight line and Sunrail or however yeah. they're going to do it uh, is going to put taxing on Sunrail. It'll put tax on the freight line. It, it's... It's doable. It's just going to be tough. Um, Again, you know, it's. But what do you think about the fact that Disney won't have control over the? I mean, that's the that in my eyes, that's the thing. Because how are you going to? They won't. So, so my background (laughs) is marketing, right? That's what I do, and that's what I do for a living. How would Disney package and market this thing to families and to visitors coming to the resort, where? you know, right now, right? And then for the last however many years, it's yeah. been sell the package together of Magical Express and the whole thing and they own it all to now it's a third party. It, they don't really have control over like the look and feel and friendliness um, of it all. And, and I'm sure Brightland is a fine company and I don't even, you know, I don't know. I haven't ridden, ridden the trains. I don't know what they're, you know, Oh, they're what, nice. They're beautiful what, trains. What it's like, but but it's a nice knowing, service. Knowing Disney, though, you would think they'd want control over that, and they'd want it to be within. I think. Uh, I feel. I feel like the more, and maybe it's just because you're you're in the profession, and you and I have talked a lot about this. But I feel the more and more we talk about it, it's as if they're they're they've only looked at like the thirty thousand foot view. And like have for years of like, what if we had a connection right to the airport? It'd be awesome. We'd we'd make tons of money. People would just flock here. It'd be so easy. But it wouldn't be so easy because there's tons of it's logistics. There's tons of logistics and variables here, like the luggage thing. Like that seems like a huge pain in the ass to me. Um, a huge pain in the ass. And that's someone from who has three kids and a family. Like that would be a huge, huge colossal pain in the ass. To have to figure that all that out, then you're going to be dropped off at Disney Springs. Now, what happens? Right, is there going to be buses there that whisk you away to your individual resort? You know, and maybe that's the plan. Maybe it's like, you know, where every train that comes in, we're going to have buses timed so that, you know, they're lined up for all the all of the resorts across property, and you get on one, and you know, no big deal. But, but so are you going to, are you going to take your bags then from there to <laughs> to your resort, like? Or right. is, is Disney going to do some sort of thing like they did with the current service at Disney, like, I guess from Disney, excuse me, from Disney Springs, whereas maybe it's, you know, you get your luggage on, on the luggage cart on Brightline, and then once it gets to Disney Springs, it's then brought to your resort hotel without you having to touch it. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, it, like uh, trains that go to New York, they're coming from Florida or South Carolina or uh, like the Empire Builder coming from Chicago. 
into Penn Station. The the new station that they have, you know, like the old one has a nice it has a baggage, like a an airport baggage conveyor like belt. Carousel. carousel, yeah. A carousel, yeah. Um they could cool. easily do that. I think making it work at Disney is doable. I think it's gonna be tough, but doable. Um <sighs> I think yeah, the, fre- the I mean, frequency of trains, uh, the issue you brought up, is, is a big one, too. Because right now with the buses, like... Brayline's also not going to want to be stopped there forever, is the problem. Like, I, you know, I think about when we come into uh, Providence, or if we come into um, to New York, right? Um, New York, train comes in, and, you know, 15 minutes later, we're out. 10 minutes later, we're out, I should say. So we've loaded 120. 20 to 200 people on the train we've taken the train over had a crew brief with the crew coming off and five to ten minutes later we're out when it comes in yep that's new york right and that's baggage that's whatever just get on the get on the train get on the train here we go good 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 go and then we start scanning scanning our tickets right um you're talking about families coming from a trip who don't want to be rushed you're talking about who on vacation, exactly. On vacation, exactly. you're talking about you're talking about kids. Exactly. You're talking about the time it's going to take to get kids and stuff out. You're te- talking about now if you have a luggage car, you have to have people at the Disney end. Like when that train comes in, you probably have to have people on the train and on Disney property to get luggage off, yep. right? Yep. That's more money, and that's um, it's more time. You know. Uh, because <laughs> well, yeah. that's the only way this that's the only way this potentially would work is if you know like you're saying they do a baggage or, or you know a baggage car at the end because like yeah. you said they're probably gonna have to and then that's all dealt with by some sort of disney apparatus where they have a crew of people that just literally unload the the trains the trains that come in and then sort the bags to get to your resort and then maybe then that's a a little bit of a of a positive to make out of yeah. this. Because it, I, it's it's just the more the more again, the more I think about it as of as having a family and everything and being on vacation and knowing how it is anyway, it just sounds like a lot of added stress. It just sounds like like nothing I'd want to deal with. No, it, it is. It is. And, and, and for and for what they're gonna spend to do all this and it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I just, it feels like something that probably won't won't ever happen, right? Because I feel like it's going to get caught up in a lot of litigation. There's, there's, you know, like I said, there's already stuff happening with the, the different legislature, you know, legislators down there who are in, you know, uh, you know, represent the district up towards I Drive and Universal area versus Disney's area and all that stuff and. Um, of course, like, you know, private property owners and things along the route that it's going to go through, which you're, to your point, I'm sure we'll get, we'll get tied up forever, you know? And, and that's probably why these things don't happen more often somewhere. But, well, but if, but if anywhere, it probably it's just one a of stop. the areas. Right. If this is just a stop to get to Tampa. Yeah. As a conductor, we're not waiting for 10 minutes to load this train. So, like, when this train comes in, grab your kid's hands, watch the gap, get on the train. 
And I don't mean to sound that way. That's just how we run the railroads. Well, that's you're also comparing Amtrak versus Brightline, which who 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 knows how they're going to operate this, right? That's the other thing is that it's an unknown. But I guess my other question would be though, and this is more of a just think about this. Why would you want? <laughs> let's say you've you've now just landed in Orlando, and now you want to take a train. So you've just you just spent however many hours on, on an airplane, right? You're getting it off. You now want to take a train somewhere that's going to be however many hours. Because, I mean, to get to Tampa, it's not going to be like a two-second ride. Like, I, I, and, and why wouldn't you just fly to Tampa? Like, I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Isn't that bizarre? Like, Well, I, I think it'll be, it'll be cheaper. I think it'll be a... Once they get out of Orlando metro area and they go I mean, down listen, I four, they could probably do about hundred miles an hour. As a race fan, I'd love the idea of like connecting Disney to Tampa. Like, shoot over there for a game, maybe easier well, than well, what I'm saying is like it literally. Once they get out of the Orlando metro area, they can probably do the top speed of ninety or hundred miles an hour. There's yeah, no crossings; it's just a straight shot with one or two stations. So, it may only take an hour to get over there. You know, there's the lots, there's lots of, yeah, there's lots of gray area in this thing. And there's lots of things to be uncovered still. I think that, that we'll see if it ever happens. I mean, I, I like I said, the more and more you and I have talked about it and we think about it, I just, it feels like something that, you know, big, big picture. Yeah, of course that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, let's connect it to the airport. Direct connection. Be awesome. Right. But when you start to break it down, it just, it just falls apart. I, I, to me, anyway, um, you know, and I mean, that's just one opinion, but we'll see what yeah. happens with it. Um, Mike, this has been a hell of a show, man. Uh, we're, we're we're just about two hours in, <laughs> so we might want to we might want to start thinking about wrapping this one up. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but this has been a good show. We've gotten a lot uh, a lot of interesting uh, insight. Hopefully, uh, you all have enjoyed it as well, and uh, I know I have. So. Um, Glad to be back with you, though, and uh, looking forward to some new shows. And this is kind of a new format for us, so. Yeah. Uh, um, hopefully this is a really easy format for us. And uh, we can uh, maybe even next week and have another show. Maybe we can start doing Saturday night specials more often. Well, next week um, I'll, be in, I'll be in Florida. So it, It's a, be a perfect time for a show. It could, could be. Live from the balcony. Well, I hope, um, I, I hope you... Um, you have a lot of live stream going up on Twitter. I think I, a lot of I'm going to I'm going to try to. I actually need to either purchase a stabilizing gimbal thing this week or uh, borrow yours, Mike. Yeah, in some, in some fashion. Talk, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping to hoping to do do some streaming. I know we're going to be in Magic Kingdom uh, on Wednesday the fifth. Uh, hoping to be in Epcot on the sixth, uh, but I don't have a park pass reservation yet, so. Sure I could tell. I could tell you what, though, Greg. I actually found myself using just basically like my hand, like my you know, just holding my phone was a lot easier in the parks. Um, because the gimbal is a little bit big. I know I yeah. bought it for it. Yeah. Um, but I found my hand like the stabilization of these phones works works really good or like you just literally get one of those like uh cheap 
like put your put your phone on there and you just kind of just hold it kind of yeah. thing because the problem with the gimbal it takes a little while to learn how to use it and i remember trying to do slinky dog dash and like i had it all lined up great and we went down the first dip and the whole thing just went <laughs> the whole it just fell yeah. down it just went limp and i'm like oh well, well we'll see but um but yeah it should be some fun times we're going to kenny space center actually um yeah it'd be great well the trip so that'll be something new yeah it'd be great uh, doing, the, doing the space coast so we'll cover some of that stuff too. Probably hit up yep. Ron John's one day, and uh, so it'll be a little bit of Orlando, but a little bit of a uh, Space Coast as well, and it's uh, all exciting in all Florida. So um, looking forward to that. But uh, it's been fun. This has been a good show. Yeah, it's been great. So for 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 Mike, uh, this is Greg, and let's uh, let's do this again sometime soon. And remember. <laughs> Hopefully not a year later. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're off. We, what we should actually do is try to find like, even if it's a time during the week where we just go on and do a half hour, 45 minute show. Something like that. Um, so don't forget, follow us on Twitter at resort ears. If you haven't already, we're very active in there. So check it out. Also on YouTube at resort ears, Facebook, all of the things do it all, but mostly Twitter. Cause that's where we are. Um, <laughs> And uh, hope you guys have a magical night and a great week ahead. For Mike, this is Greg, signing off at Resort Ears Radio. This has been a production of Resort Ears Radio. Good night, everybody. Have a magical night.